Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 5th of August 2018. This is number three in really a three-part series, and it's called Genetics Must Lead to the Eugenic Tsar Who'll Decide Your Fate If Just Below Par. It's appropriate because people have no idea most folk, what eugenics actually is. In fact, if they know anything at all, it's been put, put to them in, under the different guises of being a positive thing to benefit the whole of society. Everything in socialism is for the greater good. And believe you me, eugenics has always been completely entwined with the whole agenda of running the world by professionals, I've read the articles by some of the people who set up the Eugenic Society, who belonged to it too, and also UNICEF and different departments of the United Nations, totally socialist for world government run by experts, according to Julian Huxley, a big, big player in it, and the, the statements by many others who are heavily involved in it, up to the present day. And it's, it's never faltered. There's a little setback during World War II, just after it, when Eugenics got a bad name. But they came back with a vengeance. They never really disappeared. In fact, their own publications went on all through World War II and afterwards. So we're living through a, a socialist agenda, part of which was to train the public according to the wishes of the rulers. And the rulers are the professional class, they believe, on behalf of the, of the dominant minority above that. And that was explained too by Aldous Huxley and Bertrand Russell as well. There's too much information out there to ignore it. But mind you, you've been trained. Everyone's been trained in their generations. Every few years, in fact, a child is born, even four or five years apart, and who's going to get a, a, a more critical and advanced indoctrination in the last lot. For, and that's how it's done, since the 1930s, actually, pretty precisely. So the adults today... Many of them actually I mean, were born just before or, or during or after 9-11 happened, 2001. So young adults are coming up into being, and all they've known is perpetual war. They think it's normal because it's portrayed to be pretty well normal, even through all their movies that they watch. And the movies never tell you what starts what. This gives you perpetual ongoing war across the Middle East and different places, and, and also in Asia and Afghanistan and, and so on and so on. And we get kind of fed up with it if you're aware at all and if you're awake because we know the real reasons behind things always ongoing. It's quite a schizophrenic existence today where on the one hand your country wants you to send troops and pay for those troops and equipment and weaponry across the world to kill people and to plunder. And they do plunder. They all get their shares in oil and Tony Blair, for instance, a big expose on him came out a few years back in the newspapers in Britain, admitting, but some of us knew, that he and other members of the, the big oil industries in Britain and America got together and decided long before they invaded Iraq who would get what prize, and they would divvy it all up, and they did exactly that, for those who don't quite know that <laughs> we also knew and so many so many exposes of the of the poppy fields in Afghanistan and the first thing that they did when they, they took over Afghanistan or parts of it was to 
liberate the fields again and allow the, the people there, the farmers, to start growing poppies again, which was banned under the Taliban. And of course we got flooded with heroin that comes from opium. That's the real, the real history of things that really happen. But it's so amazing that you're brought up, especially in Canada, because we have uh, some, some very interesting indoctrination outlets, you might say, run by government. Very professional, been on, on the go for a long, long time. The same format, same format. Uh, and they train you to be good, to be good according to the moment. And they'll update you as what to what good actually is supposed to be. Right down to all the different modifications of umpteen different things. And you're supposed to just be happy. I don't know why you're supposed to be ecstatic about things. Because I can't turn on ecstasy. Because I'm told to. It just doesn't work like that with me. I don't know about other people. But the fact is, I said back in the 90s, eventually you'll have to turn up to their different parades all kinds of them. The, the, the caravana is going on right now in Toronto. And if you're not there, they're going to ask why. They want to know and they demand to know eventually why you're not there. That's where it's all supposed to go in the brave new world that we're pretty well going through big time right now. Where they get trash for news, absolute trash. And indoctrination and political correctness. And as I say, updates to your political correctness, to your views that you're supposed to just adopt just like that even on things you've never even thought of before because they're unthinkable. But it's just astonishing to live through it and to watch it being done as you're forbidden to say anything and have a point of view. Even if it's not even nasty, it's just curious. You're stating something of curiosity, but you're not allowed. Well, this is tyranny, folks. And tyranny never ends well, never does. And even though they've got their plans for a brave new world and bringing you into it, and that most folk will adapt into their PC nonsense and, and get their lots and lots of sex, and as long as they keep treating their, the, the STDs they get, etc., and making sure there's somas out there for them to get, you know, well, then most folk will go along with this kind of thing. Think it's wonderful. Never thinking that it would ever end. It's astonishing that people, for some reason, in all ages, down through the eons, you'll find that civilizations are absolutely in shock when the system in comes to an end. We think we're so clever today because, well, we can manipulate money and we can create out of thin air and we just add zeros to what you owe and it's no big deal, except that your currency is worth less and less every year. That's why you need more and more of it to get the same things. But no one really thinks it, but they, well, the good times will never end. And every generation thinks that. And, and then they're all in shock when it does end. Another socialism, of course, and the techniques that they introduced through the United Nations and the World Bank. Remember, one organization set up the World Bank. This one organization set up the United Nations. And before they set up the League of Nations, they set up the IMF. And they set up the Bank for International Settlements. One private organization. You don't vote for any of it, but they're ruling your lives. Every nation has signed on to their agenda. Think about that. The people you elect have all signed on to it. No one has, has just tossed it out the window. So think about that when you're voting. What, are you, what kind of system are you actually living in? We live in a pantomime right now. It's like a soap opera we live in regarding politics as though it's all real. But the agendas go, go ahead regardless. And the problem is, too, if you've studied the agenda, which is printed through lots of sources that come from 
the originators basically in different groups working under umbrella groups at the United Nations and from governmental departments working in tandem with all these NGO groups and funding them with our tax money and from foundations to change the world and how we think and how we behave and everything else without our permission. Although, if you say anything about that, 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 very, that very fact, they'll just simply call you names and call you a hater or something because you won't just suddenly get down your knees and adapt to it all. Well, why should you adapt to it all? <laughs> you didn't make this agenda up. And you don't even know the people, or you don't vote for the folk who do make the agenda up. These are agendas, folks. Nothing happens in society from the bottom and goes up way. It may be portrayed that way, but it's always from the top down. Always. That's how it's really done. And as I say, with politics too, it's such a farce, because the the technique in politics is to get in and then play it with the, the public for something to give to the media, some pantomime for them. And the media runs, because there's nothing else so truthful to give you. Honestly, the, the, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Before I get into the eugenics too, I'll give you an example of the media right now. Up here where I am, this class is northern Ontario. And just, just south of me, not far, is a district called, the area is in the grid part for the forest fires is called Paris Sound 33. And Paris Sound 33 has been on fire for the last couple of weeks at least, I think. And there's a complete blanket on news, even though some folk up here are pretty well suffocating some days with the smoke. You see it in the air. You wake up to it, you're coughing and, and so on. But it's all under what's called crisis management, for those who don't know why they're getting no information. If they give them information at all, it's one-liners, or it's the same repetitive paragraph they gave a week ago, with another one line added to it. Because this is public relations, what not to tell the public. And this is the same crisis management that they set up after 9-11, by the way, across the US and Canada and other countries too. And they have the preset uh, groups in every area. Often mayors are part of it too. And the whole point is don't panic the people, which means lie to the people, uh, even if, if, if telling them the truth might help save their lives at times. But instead of that, you see, they won't give you an evacuation order because of the fire or smoke for maybe two hours before they, they get you out. I listened to a little clip from... And it's little unintentional quips you're given that, that gives you at least a, some kind of picture of some kind of truth, not because they intended to give you any, because they don't. The news we're getting here in Ontario is generally at least a day old when you've got a fire rampaging through the bush. And it's, 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 it's about 40 odd miles square or more and growing and uncontrolled because they were too slow on it in the first place. They didn't have enough firefighters. They've got other fires on the go across the province too and elsewhere across the country. It was expected to happen eventually, as far as I was concerned, because years ago I did shows on this very thing where I talked about the, our all in infrastructure, essential services, essential things, paid for, built up by the taxpayer, were getting privatized years ago, including electricity and things like that. And Maurice Strong, for instance, was brought in from the United Nations, put on the board of Ontario Hydro, they privatize it, 
and set it into motion, even though no one, he wasn't in politics, no one voted him in. At the time, he was still working at the United Nations, by that because, because of a bit of a scandal, not much. They don't, they don't really have scandals. These guys could, could, couldn't do anything wrong. They'd never get punished for it because they're so high above politics, really. But they privatized all of these, these things too. And at that time too, he said uh, he wasn't going to renew or give us new or fix the nuclear reactors. One of them was going to shut down permanently, which told me they were going to bring in windmills back in the 80s and 90s. In the 90s, definitely, I knew they were going to bring in windmills and things like that, because H.G. Wells talked about in the 1920s and before. <laughs> You're living through an incredible agenda run technically by something that appears to be socialist. The same organization that Carl Quigley talked about because he worked for it, he was a historian, and Zimmerman was a historian before him, who ran the Communist Party papers for Britain, strangely enough, eh? and they were backed by the biggest, richest folk on the planet, and still are. CFR, Royal Institute for International Affairs, that runs the whole, they set up all these different institutions that run the world to give the people the appearance by politics that you actually had a right about things, but in reality, the organizations above politics really run it all. And they have an agenda that hasn't faltered in over a hundred years. Step by step by step, many different parts of it all working together step by step. So there's no guessing about this at all. But to those who've been brainwashed their whole life by the media, and, and like Brzezinski said, they're, they're trained <laughs> in the 1970s. He says they'll be unable to, to actually make their own opinions up about anything. They'll expect the media to do their reasoning for them. And well, that happened long ago, long ago. And it's true enough, these private companies that you think is media all work together with the same agenda. So you don't really get to opposing opinions really at all. And then you get politicians who'll come in provincially or in the U.S. Cuba state and they're going to change something. That's how they run to get in. And then they can't do it because the feds kick in and blanket with some rule from the top. That's the excuses given to the public in a way. And then, or vice versa happens, vice versa too. So in Ontario here, they got Ford, I think it was Mr. Ford, and, and he said he, he ran on the ticket, he was, he was going to stop the carbon taxes. And of course the feds are going to say that he's, they're going to overrule it or something like that. You, you're not going to win here. It's the same in, in the US where Trump has, has said he's going to do this and do that. But the fact is he doesn't have the authority under the Constitution of the US and the president's uh, authorities to do a fraction of the things he says. To do with immigration or anything like that. He doesn't have that authority. But it's good, it's, it's good rhetoric. I mean, I don't care what country it is, it's good rhetoric. All politicians do this stuff. All of them do. And today, because we so much entertainment, they're going to give us a good show, more than they used to do in the old days. It's a good show, you know, it's good, good comedy. And as I say, uh, the agenda goes on regardless. Big time. We're in a system now of incredible, incredible management of the general public with psychology, neuroscience, behaviorism, working through all entertainment, all children's books as well, through all teachers' toolkits, as they're called, as they're trained how to put every subject across. Every subject has a toolkit given to them, how to get all the children to believe exactly what you say 
and, and uh, bring them to the conclusions that the, the state wants them to have. We don't have freedom at all. And don't think you got more on the internet. Don't think that at all. You'll find that if there's any freedom at all on the internet, it was destroyed long ago. Because only a few folk then had the information he put out in the first place, and the, the establishment goes to town immediately and turns out clones of you, apparently the same stuff that you, you actually worked to, to create. And then they'll add a lot of nonsense to it, to, which is called counterintelligence. Because then everyone gets ridiculed then. Oh, you're one of those lizard folks or whatever. It happens. That's how they do things. That's how it's done. Quite simple, counterintelligence. And it's, and it's pretty well washed out what used to be called the real natural rights that the people had as you know, citizens and so on. That they've all forgotten about now. As they get herded along, we're all part of a herd now. We get herded every day, every week, along to have the same thoughts, same opinions, and we're told to just go along with it. Just go along with it. What's wrong with you if you don't go along with it? The UN said a long time ago, and that came from actually Julian Huxley initially, he said we'd have to destroy individualism to get this agenda through. Now, those at the top who belong to the different organizations at the very top, the, the real planners, not just the NGOs, the real planners way above them who dictated all. And you can have individuals amongst them. They're allowed that. Only they're allowed that. Russell said the same thing. But the general public have to be given no opinions at all. They have to be part of the, the, the commonality, the herd, the, the clone type almost of the Brave New World. And that's why they had that in Brave New World, by the way, where you have the alphas and the alpha pluses and so on, who ruled the whole system. Very few of them are only one sometimes in the movie versions. And the rest of them all had their different stations down below. But the ones at the top, alpha plus, the, the, the higher genes, made the decisions. They were allowed little quirks, what they were called quirks, which were forbidden to everybody else, like reading books and philosophy and things like that. So they had individualistic traits. No one else has allowed them. And the UN has stated that the enemy to their world of peace, which is them dominating the whole planet, is, is really individualism. So you're going through a war. You don't know it because most people are fairly happy going through it right now as they keep printing money. And that's what they do, they just keep printing money on this beautiful Keynesian nonsense that they developed a long time ago. And don't forget the Keynes and all these characters too, oh, we're all belong to the eugenic societies. Look at their membership, it's quite fascinating. Anybody who was anybody belongs to, and do belong to the eugenic societies. As I say, folk have no idea, no idea at all where it's supposed to go. Now doctors too, and the last batches that they're churning out have been trained for years, uh, uh, even before that, from something about the 1970s onwards. Little bits and pieces that, you know, genetics would be, you know, a big thing in the future. To That's the way to eliminate disease, you know. And initially they would say, well, uh, what we can do is, is, is alter the genes in the body. It's far easier, actually, to, to prevent the genes taking over and even having birth. That's what we call, they call them the defective genes. We have that today, where they have every woman trained now to go and have a test to see if she's going to have a Down syndrome or other things, and, they, and then they recommend abortion. That's, that's just common today. 
And don't think that's the end of it, because then they start adding to the list. And like Gattaca eventually gets further and further until they keep adding to, oh, you might have an allergy. They'll actually mention that someday. Well, you might, you know, in some of their articles. You might have a child who's got a severe allergy. Well, there's plenty of folk lived good, full lives and been awfully productive and creative with uh, really chronic allergies. We find that even a lot of the, uh, the characters like Aldous Huxley, he mentioned himself that, uh, well, you know, if we have people marrying who, who have short-sightedness and uh, that's a defect that's going to get passed on and blah, blah, blah. And it was ironic in a sense, although he, he was a strange guy, Aldous Huxley. He, can, he kind of gave little bits out the bag, even though he was for eugenics, or at least uh, bringing down the population. His whole family were naturally all related to the Darwins, intermarried here and there and all the rest of it. But he, he also knew that he himself would not have been born <laughs> because of his terrible eyesight. There's a good chance of that, although they weren't sure if it was hereditary or not, of course. But then the whole family of the Huxleys had tremendous headaches and migraines. And, and uh, Julian Huxley, who wanted to advocate sterilization of the unfit and all the rest of it, through a socialism, which we have today, this socialism system, or socialistic system, is uh, he himself had bouts of depression, almost, and even thought maybe manic depression, in fact, or bipolarism, what they call it today. But regardless, the agenda does go on, and uh, every doctor, as I say, is trained further and further, every group that comes out of medical school, into another, the training, of course, before they come out now, to uh, help uh, an assisted dying. Assisted dying. And that's how you treat illnesses today. That's where it's all to go. Because under socialism, like, like you, you, the, a long time ago, I put out a little clip of an audio, or video actually too, early clip, of one of the founders of the Fabian Society, George Bernard Shaw, saying, giving his socialistic point of view, uh, and he said that you, he says, all of you will have to come to us, he says. Uh, it'll be the professional classes in socialism that run the world on behalf of the elite who own it. And he said, he says, you'll have to justify why we should allow you to stay alive. And folk never think about this. It's just astonishing. But then they're too busy playing uh, themselves with all the different things you can play at today. And it's best not to look at anything negative because you're taught to be positive. Don't give me that bad news. I don't want to hear that. It spoils my death. What a downer. What a downer. Hmm? Well, there's a man I mentioned uh, a few weeks back in a hospital here in Canada who is suing a hospital or trying to sue a hospital because he's an illness, he's a young fella, and he's not going to die any time soon sort of thing. I mean, he'll still live many, 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 many years. But they keep offering him in the hospital uh, euthanasia, as opposed to giving him what he's asking for, which is, it's his, not, instead of getting uh, assisted dying treatment, he wants, we can't call it treatment, eh? <laughs> but he wants assisted living and you see governments and everybody else are trying to get out of supporting people who need it. In other words, the disabled. Think about this. It's awfully important. People who are disabled one way or another physically, and it could happen to any of you as tomorrow. And those who are smug about it all and think they've got happy families, well, one of your children might come or get an accident tomorrow and end up in the same boat. Think about it. 
Stop being so smug. No one has a right under a governmental regime, an agenda, to start killing its citizens. If you can spend millions, millions, in giving free this and free that, right down to different kinds of changes, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can certainly allow people to keep alive by giving them home care and assistance. And if someone gets a bit depressed because they they see their life uh, being hobbled, and and you're going to see that, if you get if you get a, a terrible illness that's hitting you or an accident or you, or you suddenly like get become paralyzed or something, you're going to be depressed for a while. But you don't start offering them a suicide pill to save money for the state, especially when the state is throwing millions and billions across the world for other do-good agendas, where they constantly tell us how good they are at doing this, this preening, that social preening that they all do. I'm so good. I'm so good. Virtue signaling. What a disgusting system this is turning into being when you're forbidden to see what's right in your face at times. Disgusting. And it's tyrannical. And so hypocritical. Anyway, this fellow, this guy's back in the news again, and he's released audios of the, the, do- of the staff in the hospital trying to c- convince him to finish it all. There you go. Huh? It's a long ways off from the old series Dr. Kildare and all these different things they've brainwashed you with to make you love the hospitals and walk where the doctors walk on water and people came out of the hospitals and thank you, thank you. There's no end of disgusting people in all segments of society who will do the most foul deeds on their fellow citizens for money, and especially when it's ordered by the state. I really mean that. I really, really mean that. Better think about it, too. So this is happening, and I'll put up these links if anybody's curious to, to look into it. Again, it's such a downer, isn't it? It, it's just, it distracts you from your Love Island or, or what their latest reality thing is and who's... Who's uh, copulating with whom? That's what you get all the time, as your society is demolished. And you don't even know that you've been in a war since before you were born, (laughs) and they're still demolishing it, piece by piece. And they'll get the youngsters now coming up out of school with all the little bits and pieces, bits and bites of indoctrination. It's always done through little... Clips in a, with emotion Always attach emotion To your deed You can make anything acceptable Anything at all acceptable Anything Acceptable No doubt about it No doubt whatsoever You know We, we, we have a society Look at your history for goodness sake Look at the history of psychiatry Look at the history of psychiatry where they literally, people have been in chairs and they dropped them into freezing water for shock treatment to cure them of mental illness. The same psychiatry that advocates curing a person's brain by turning them over to a surgeon for certain things. Think about it. The same psychiatry that said that they would, at the end of World War II, they would make sure they had the rights through the United Nations to psychologically evaluate anybody 
they would run for government. Oh, uh, were we going to give them that permission and just going to take it or what? Because hmm? they won't stop with them. In reality, where have they gone with it all? They're testing all the children at school. Constant IQ testing, constant the psychological test done all the time, and they just don't call them psychology tests all the time. And now, of course, they use Facebook and everything else and got access to this and that and the other. A few years ago, they even had computers that were advocated to be sold by the school, little laptops for everybody in the States, and they found out that the, the, the principals and the teachers were going in and using the cameras and listening to the children, watching them in their homes and spying on them, to get supposedly to evaluate them. Well, did they even ask to evaluate them? No. This is all symptomatic of your brave new world. And it's really all here, actually. In some countries, more so than others. So as they're getting, getting back to crisis management, that's part of it too. So is global warming stuff. And sure enough, they're going f- full steam ahead with the fires and say, oh, it's global warming. Oh, it's global. Well, here's the thing, folks. First is said, it will be lightning strikes, even when there's no thunder and so on. And then it turns out, and this is from one of the, uh, this is from the, the government's, the, well, propaganda station, CBC. It says, investigation underway into blaze devouring French River Park, which started on Henvey Inlet, First Nation. Says the Ontario Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry is investigating whether construction crews building a major wind turbine project. I'll put the previous articles up from 2015, where it's all rah, rah, rah as they put up these big, massive wind towers and so on for generating electricity. And the American company that's putting them up, of course, we can't get in in Canada. Of course, we have a great great system of make-work projects here and tiny little things, but nothing on any big scale. But they bring it in from outside. Anyway, they were blasting, supposedly, and some of the workers say that uh, under a fire ban, because it's been so tinder dry and not much rain at all, the blasting set fire. I think the first time they put it out, but then they were told not to continue, but they did, and they blasted. This is what one article says, anyway, and a couple of papers say the same thing. But I'm sure they'll be fighting over it for now, passing the buck back and forth, back and forth, until they try to find some poor single schmuck to blame it on that probably was walking past or something. But anyway, that's what they say. They're blasting, and this is workers' claim that that's what started the whole thing, and they couldn't. They couldn't stop the fire. The same crew also said that heavy machinery on the go there that overheated or something, maybe even jammed and friction, heat or whatever it happens to be, and bingo, that's what happens. But I'll put up the, the articles uh, as they were saying, rah, 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 this is wonderful, wonderful. It's a green energy. Well, it would have been green because there's no green left anymore. They've burned most of it. It's like a wasteland. And it's, it's still going on. They haven't controlled this fire. It's just south of me. And they've already evacuated little areas down there uh, south of me. Not far. It's like five minutes south. <laughs> and the smoke, the smoke is just a, a, unbreathable at times. Uh, you're cho- everybody's choking at times. I'll put all the links up to the, the articles to do with this fire just south of me. It's quite amazing, as I say, where people were watching them set smaller fires for about a week from when they should have been basically blasting or using machinery at all in that area. Until uh, this couple who are watching them through binoculars eventually saw a, a big fire start. It wasn't getting put out, and it just took off from there. 
Uh, quite amazing, isn't it? So here they are putting in all these big, expensive windmills that will all be chipping in to pay, I'm sure. Because big corporations don't pay anything themselves these days. We, we pay for everything as corporate welfare. You'll find that it's a, it's, it was touted under being green energy. It's green and it's good for the environment and there's no carbon. Well, they've set up, like about, I say, 40 square mile or more of pole forests up in the air. It's a lot of carbon, believe you me. But they still keep on with the mantra, it's good for the environment. And also, don't forget the cost, the human cost. Folk have lost their homes further south of me. And we don't know how many people yet, and hundreds and hundreds more had to flee and be evacuated out of them to out places too for safety. And it isn't finished yet. And I'll tell you, it's even more bizarre. Is there a, Because it's a long weekend, a holiday weekend in, in, in Canada, well... They're trying to get the tourists to come back in different areas as the fires are raging. So bring your booze and have barbecues and so on. I'm sure a lot of them will be stoned with their new laws and etc. And other drugs too that are awfully prevalent today. Can you see of any more madness to, to exacerbate a situation than this? As I say, the people just north where the wind often blows here, because the winds now are changing. For, I've watched for a few weeks and they're all coming from but the east or southeast. And generally come from the West. But uh, there's other forces at play right now, and I won't go into it all, but the fact is they're really pushing and using this for, oh, global warming, you can't go on living like this, you better... And all these characters are churning out a university, your new Oberfuhrers, hmm? the ones that churn out a university to be the, the, your, your commissars, unelected commissars, who talk with a very haughty, you know, haughty, does it talk down to you? with their superior education and how you must live in the future. Except the people you don't vote in again, because you're not going into any democratic society. You've never actually been in one. You're simply going into a more dictatorial society. It's very prevalent and obvious if you've got eyes that are actually open. And look ahead and not a cell phone, and you'll see it all there. And they're, they're bringing them forth to tell us how bad we are. It's just people again. The same, under socialism, and we're talking about eugenics here, it's been the same mantra since the late 1800s. Too many of you, genetics must get involved here in, in sterilization, in sterilizing the wrong people, you know, the ones that sh- they shouldn't be allowed to breed, etc., which is most folk, actually. And even the ones that help them and have a few degrees here and there, as, as uh, Julian Huxley said in his own speech at, the, at UNICEF, he said there are many who uh, think that they'll come into our group because they've helped us along and, uh, and they'll be spared and they'll get all the, the privileges and so on. And are they in for a shock, he said. Mm-hmm. Because they always eat their own too, you know. Everyone's useful as far as they're concerned at the top. And that's all you have is use to, to your betters at the top, including the little idiots that are going to be shouting at you and how you should live and you better pay carbon taxes to the big, big international banks for the greatest scam on earth and all the rest of it. Too. Yep. Also, they're, they're feeding you all this stuff at the same time about, uh, oh, look at poor Greece. And yeah, it's poor Greece, all right. Poor Greece has been devastated with the darned European Central Bank and the IMF again, huh? And Goldman Sachs, remember? 
Goldman Sachs that did the books for Greece to say, oh, they were good financial shape to, to give them permission to join the EU and to join the EU. And then it says, oh, suddenly, after a few years in it, oh, you're really bankrupt. And now they're, they're selling off their estate, basically, and their history and their valuables in Greece. I was reading an article recently, uh, in fact, about the, the fires and the people in charge of the fire departments and so on, and the chief ones for the whole of the country at one point, he said the biggest problem is they're bankrupt. He says over half of our firefighting equipment now, including the engines, don't work because they can't afford it because they're bankrupt. Hmm? And he says of the ones that are left, he said maybe 20 to 30% of them can actually work, he says, but everything's needing spare parts. They get worn out. So there's another reason why Greece is in such a mess. And if they had all the equipment they used to have before they were hammered and hammered and hammered by the big, big bankers and the Central Bank for Europe, they probably got them under control very quickly, as they always have in the past. There's always another side of things, folks. You're only given the agendas part. There's too many people. You can't live in the countries anymore. You can't live the way you used to live anymore. And under Agenda 21, of course, for the whole 21st century, you've got just to get out of the country and into the big cities. Well, how did they get you in? They convince you to get in. Hmm? It's very simple. But what's astonishing is the socialist, socialist, socialist agenda. Socialism is the management of the body social, the people managing them, to be managed. That's all it is. By experts, rather than you making up your own mind how you're going to live, uh, who, you're going to, who you're going to even have children with if you want children, all that kind of stuff. That's, down the road, that will be all planned. And they've written about it. There'll be a privilege, eventually, for serving the state. You get the privilege of actually mating and having a child with somebody. And I'm not, this is not science fiction. This is documentation they've churned out over many years from the top. And that's how it really is. Anyway, I'll put up the articles, as I say, about the, the fires here and the one that's near me, where literally it's all, you're almost getting choked with the smoke some days, all day sometimes, incredible smoke. And, and, and you can't get any information. They'll give you the previous day's little, as I say, little blurb they put out in the media with a, a one line maybe attached to it, that's their update, which tells you nothing. And you'll get that uh, the day after events are happening. So in a real crisis situation, you can't get up to the minute facts that concern you. You just can't get, they won't give it to you under crisis management. Now remember this, folks, because under crisis management, the whole thing is set up to do with terrorism, to do with uh, if, if there's suddenly a plague outbreak of some kind, infectious disease or so, or so on. It's the same groups that are all working together and will be telling you nothing that would help to save your life, they tell, tell you nothing as you, you simply go down the tubes. That's what's called crisis management for those who don't know it. Yep. And we have it here. Now, one of the, the PR people they had on for, for some federal fire department, or whatever it was, with a brand new uniform, I think just put it on just for the photograph, did say that, well, yeah, well, they're uncontrolled, but we can guide them. Now, that's all he said about that. And how many folk would even ask the question, okay, in that case, where are they guiding the fires to? 
Because, see, it might be your area. <laughs> it also tells you that at a higher level, because these little guys aren't the guys who are making it happen. Where's going to, higher panels have already decided where they're going to guide this fire to. And that's why they're not going to tell you anything, because it might be your area. You see how it really, really works? That's real life, folks. That's how it really happens. And I'll tell you another thing, too, that they're going to make priority of, of the water bombing, as they call it, by the planes, the, to, to protect their highway, to get, for trade to go through and so on, and for the tourists to come and go. It's like that movie, Jaws, remember? Well, it had to go on because that was their big, big day for getting, or weekend for getting money, for the, or the town would collapse. So just eaten by sharks and stuff. Same kind of thing, eh? Let's all have the tourists up when there's a massive ban on and, and tinder dry grass everywhere and forestry. Uh, let, let's let's continue as though nothing's. And at the same time, the smoke blowing up here that would choke you to death. It really is. It's, it's just like that. And then they did the one with piranhas. It's almost a comedy. Same scenario. Eh? Well, it's a long weekend, and you know this is a big holiday time, and the money's going to give in. Yeah. <laughs> You really have to wonder, eh? It's like they want it to happen and to spread, isn't it? Which, which there's definitely forces that do, obviously, want it to continue because the message and the mantra out of all of it, it's all your fault. There's too many of you all living in the wrong places. Yep. And then they'll use insurance groups like they, they did with FEMA in the States and New Orleans with the big flood. They won't reinsure you to build in that area again. They didn't already use that technique out in British Columbia in previous years with the fires. And I remember the worst fires were started in a few years back in British Columbia, Canada, because, the, because and it came out in the papers at the time, I read it on the air at the time, they said that a control burn, control burn, eh, had been started in conjunction with the US forestry guys and firefighters and the Canadian ones. They worked together and it got out of control. Well, once it gets out of control like that, that the, the, it's intense, that fire's intense. It, it smolders in the roots all through the winter and bursts out in flame the next, uh, once the heat starts again. It's, it's, so it just continues and continues and continues. Now, another thing, too, with agendas, with socialism and so on, it's like philosophy. Rationality. And logic must always be logic and rationality. It can't take a bend somewhere when it's given the same formula. Two and two must always be four. Now, the big environmental groups that are used to hammer you for being a human and being alive and breathing out carbon dioxide for control purposes, to, in order to control your entire life and way of living. That's what it's about, folks. And, and breathing, too, by the way. Well, even if you should be alive, as Baron Shaw said, then you should really think about it. They're always using either nature, or look at the lovely animals, look at the lovely, beautiful animals, aren't you ashamed you're encroaching on their territory? When the fires are going on, and they're happening on how bad humans are, there's not one single group mentioning the roasting of all these animals. These poor animals, what are they going to do, eh? Nothing being said about this incredible slaughter. That's what it is, of all kinds of wildlife. Not a peep about it, no. Nope. And they'll, they'll stand up and save the windmills that caused it in the first place. Putting them in and blasting, 
and uh, using equipment that overheats and so on. If you use, it, for instance, even an ATV and this kind of heat to a long grass and it touches the exhaust pipe, boom. You, you use your loaf, as I say. It's astonishing. There's not a peep about the, the wildlife here. Because it was for a good cause to put windmills in for a big corporation. They're going to protect the roads for the tourists and for the, it's a major highway for, for north and south, for, for Canada, for Ontario here. And then the CN Railroad track. So that's where the priorities will be. If your house happens to be in the path of the control burns as they direct the flames, <laughs> a beautiful way of saying it. Uh, but they're not going to tell you because it's a secret. It's a secret. And you might complain and say, no, you're not. You're supposed to be dumb, stupid, and think it's all an accident and they're doing their best. But when they're doing, when they're doing, when they try to control the direction of the fire, when they admit to it's out of control, well, which direction are they? Con- that means they, have, they know which direction they're, they're helping it go along, obviously. And if you're in the path of it and your property is going to disappear, you should be told. Not enough of the secrecy and crisis management PR. It's honestly, you wouldn't believe how secret. Uh, there's folk even try to find stuff from Twitter and Facebook. And it's, it's, like a, it's like a censor banner or something. You just can't get anything. I'm not on those things, but other folk who are just say, there's just nothing there. Astonishing. Or is it? Hmm? But we're in a eugenic system. Now, I'm also going to put up a few other articles, too. I'll do the ones that say about investigation underway into the blaze devouring the French River Park, which started on Henvey Inlet, First Nation. Also, it's so reminiscent of the 90s when Harp was in the, the, the public eye. It actually got into the public eye because there was some awfully good exposés done by the guys who were up there monitoring the Harp project in Alaska with standing waves, with superheating the atmosphere and sucking air into it, uh, hot air, creating hot air and, and outside in a perimeter in a circle, you got rain everywhere. And that's what they're getting down, down south too, across New York, Pennsylvania. Incredible rain on the periphery. As it crosses across uh, the big circle in Canada, you got Alberta getting snow and hail right out of the Harp Project. Isn't that rather odd? Hmm? And a storm covered an area of southern Alberta with hail and ice. It was about five inches thick, I think. There you go. That's, that's, that can be done. I've got the article. See, I used to speak about this years ago when it was all happening. It even got on the main television is to try to lower it and say, oh, it's not that bad, for goodness sake. Eh? Even though I have the articles here, still from the military boys that ran Harp uh, admitting what they can do with it and how they can change the direction of the, the wind, jet stream, and how they can also superheat the area in the middle in a big, big circle. And in the periphery in a circle, you'll get rain and you'll get sleet and hail stones and all the rest of it. All that kind of stuff. But of course, they'd never use it, would they? They would never use that, would they? Even though they're doing geoengineering. And it's still going on, by the way, the geoengineering at 40,000 feet. Even when this fire's raging down here. Uncontrolled. Directed. <laughs> but I'll put this up anyway.
Major welfare expands the smoke impacts Northern Ontario air quality. No kidding, I'm not kidding you. It's just incredible. They don't tell the public where to go for help or anything. Even the people who have evacuated if they find places to it themselves, as I haven't seen what they've said. There's halls open here with bedding. Or I haven't seen anything like that so far. Myself, I haven't seen it anyway. I guess I get a big secret, I guess. Why would you vote for governments uh, that, that do this kind of thing and then have everything secret? Huh? I, I, people always... Um, studying people, really, and what's happening to them is a full, it's beyond a full-time job. And you're never bored with it because it's just incredibly fascinating to see how, how they're brainwashed. They don't question anything. They don't, they don't even think too deeply about things. Sad, that, isn't it? There's China article, says uh, attempting the largest artificial rain experiment in history over an area three times the size of Spain. This is commonplace for a lot of countries now. So they can put things out if they want to. Old technology, they're using this old stuff, not the modern stuff that we have, but not using <laughs> to put out fires here. And also, as I say, to do with euthanasia, chronically ill man releases audio of hospital staff offering assisted death. And... It's really amazing the terms that they have for things because they have a medically, medical uh, assisted death, basically. But they call it MEID, like MAID, isn't that? They love these little acronyms. Oh, they love it, don't they? Do you want a MAID? You better not say, yeah. Because someone's going to get a bonus for saving the health service another few thousand bucks. Disgusting. Disgusting. As, we, as the ones at the top have us hearing this mush every day on, on, the, on the main Canadian radio stations and television stations, how wonderful we are, we're so caring, and blah, blah, blah. Huh? Yeah. Now they all help the world across the world, and all different groups of people, and kinds of people, and varieties of people, and yadi yad, we're so incredibly good. But when someone can live okay with help, no. They offer you maid. Huh? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? But I'll put these links up for those who can stand it. A lot of folk don't want to hear this. They've been taught to, oh, look, don't look at nasty things. Be happy, happy, happy. Why do you think horror happens and creeps up on you? It's because you refuse to look it in the face before it gets close to you. That's why it gets worse and worse. Step by step. Euthanasia was used by the socialist country and, and Holland. That's one of the pioneers of it. And at no time at all, they, they had euthanasia if you're a bit depressed. You know, do you want to just kill yourself? Okay, here you are. No problem. And then they had vans that would come to your home to do it for you. It's like China. And don't forget, China is a moral state for the world. Only Germany don't have much of an option there. In Holland, they also, uh, they even had, the struggle lawsuits on the go. They'd so-called mistakenly euthanized people who were nuns and so on. And it's going to be a lot worse here, an awful lot worse here. And yes, there'll be no shortage of, I, I, I have to bite my tongue when I, when I talk about the people who promote this stuff, who get paid to promote this stuff. I have to bite my tongue. Because they would survive in any era wearing a uniform. 
or a suit and tie. It's all the same to them. It's the same people, folks. And they can go home and sleep well and take their bonuses. Yep. And this is the same people in the medical field too, who would quite happily, if it was mandated, go start mandatory, mandatorily sterilizing people. Mind you, we're getting sterilized anyway through our food and so on and other techniques. And they keep telling us how, how infertile we are. And it, you think it's, that's all by accident? Well, the ones at the top aren't in, <laughs> investigating why. And if it wasn't under the control and, and mandated that we get sterilized, there would be a crisis and they would want to find out why. But they know why. That's why there's no crisis, if you haven't figured that out. And euthanization, not relocation, likely for coyotes. <laughs> so these from that to animals, eh? That attack children, they're claiming. And uh, they've had more coyotes, they claim. And of course, the children were running them in some a park or whatever, and maybe they turned on them. Who knows? But the fact is, they're going to they're going to have. So from from euthanizing coyotes, they're attacking children, to euthanizing people, who can be helped, no problem at all. In a country that throws billions across the world and constantly tells us how wonderful we are for doing it, they're not going to help folk in their own country. You better listen to this stuff I'm talking about here. This is a big agenda. And the socialist agenda is nothing like the ordinary folk are told. Well, it's for the ordinary people in the world. No, it's not, folks. It's for total scientific management of everybody, including workers of all kinds. And so there you are. End-of-life care can be withdrawn from patients in a permanent vegetative state without consulting a judge. The UK's highest court has ruled today. So it's across the world at the same time the same things are being pushed forward, folks, even if you're not vegetative, by the way. (laughs) Step by step, they give themselves the authority, don't they? Step by step. Quite amazing, isn't it? And then they're teaching people who are surely to, going to teach children themselves and other uh, teachers, people just coming out of university, that the 1998 sex education curriculum is outdated and so are parents. The children have access to it all now, so you can't use the old standards. Uh, let the children do what they want, which it really is in advocating the fact of intergenerational sex. And they're going to teach children in school how to deny permission or give permission, which means that they're going to allow them to have. And therefore, that it's going to be a pedophile's wonderland, folks. It's the next step. And I talked about this years ago when they knocked down the last barriers, last set of barriers. So schools are going to teach 21st century relationships and sex education. Remember when Russell said that back in the 1940s, eventually the state would give the children all the all the things to be taught, the social norms, etc., not the parents. And here, it's all here now. It's been here for a long time, actually. And they've actually trained the parents to stay out of it, step by step. And children to learn perils of social media school, education secretary announces. Another one is called uh, British Sex Education, a messy history in ten awkward steps. And how they really they promote uh, sex through their so-called sexual education. That was always the intention of it, of course. And now they're, they're going to get, tell them how to get permission or deny permission online and, and all other ways as well. Yep. Step by step. Also put up an article about weather warfare. And it's got 
articles and, and links from people like the Secretary of Defense, William S. Cohn, back in 1997, when he studied in the United States Department of Defense News, briefing Secretary of Defense William S. Cohn, others are engaging even in an eco-type of terrorism, whereby they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes, remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. It makes lightning appear in the sky, by the way, when there's no clouds. Remember, too, this is from Secretary of Defense for the U.S. And the importance of understanding clouds by the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. It says even small changes in the abundance or location of clouds could change the climate more than the anticipated changes caused by greenhouse gases, human-produced aerosols, or other factors associated with global change. Earthquakes and tsunamis, an upset in the ecological balance of a region, changes in weather patterns, clouds, precipitation, cyclones, and tornadic storms, changes in climate patterns, in ozone currents, changes in the state of the ozone layer, and changes in the state of the ionosphere. That's the treaty that they signed all the countries to do with weather warfare back in 1977. Old stuff, folks. But when there's a big agenda at play, They'll never bring it back up to your attention when you're getting shocks from your vehicle in the middle of summer, when you used to only get it in the winter, when it's cold. Electromagnetic, eh? A lot more of two things than you can imagine, folks, and big things are done because you, they've got big, big plans to change the world that you're living in, and you're being trained to go along with it and say, well, I guess they're right, you know, we can't go on like we've like been going on. And we should let these new little SARS come along and dictate to us how we should live and all that stuff. Or if we should even be allowed to live at all. There you go. It's a lot cheaper that way, isn't it? Hate to do this, folks, but that's so fast that this, this, this time again, it's so fast that this hour is no use at all, really. As I say, this, this every day I've been trying to find news about, uh, which really affects me and others around me, as to the fire and so on. But as I say, it's like top secret. Top secret. People I don't even know in, in the Committee for Crisis Management decide my fate here. I don't really like that kind of state of affairs. How about you? From myself, Alan Watt, from a very charred and uh, grey through, through the ashes because there's incredible ash line in my car and so on northern Ontario it's good night and may your god or your gods go with you and let's hope we all eventually let's hope start breathing more easily <laughs>